Hey friends, happy new week. We are now in the third week of the year and this is Mingo, your podcast host. Thankful that you're on with us. And on today's episode, I'm going to give you uh, a weekend crypto anti-FOMO strategy. I'm going to give you uh, a good look and something that surprised me at how even if you're working a five-day job and putting money in your savings account, you're actually losing money. It sounds crazy, but it's true. And then I'm going to give you three tips for every trader uh, that every person investing ought to uh, put it into practice. So I'm excited you're with me. Let's jump right up into it. I'm sitting in my office and I actually have the Ethereum to USD chart open on TradingView. And this has been a point of tension for me. It's been stressful. If you um, are trying to grow your portfolio, but you don't want to stomach the highs and lows, ebbs and flows through um, holding crypto specifically, let's say you have a portfolio and it includes some crypto, uh, but you you don't want to be running that through the week as a regular play. One of these strategies that um, I've really enjoyed deploying has been to trade the regular stock market Monday through Friday on regular normal trading hours. And then I just was paying attention over the last couple of weeks and I noticed uh, that every Friday, I swear to you, crypto gets like a uh, supercharged bump on Friday at market close going into like 5 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. I feel like everybody who's Robinhood trading or Wall Street betting or um, just running through TikTok investment uh, videos, it's like they exit the market and they immediately start transferring over to uh, crypto because crypto runs 24-7. If you didn't know that, it never stops trading, unlike the stock market, which actually has a start and a stop time every single day. And days like uh, Martin Luther King Jr. Day today, which is where I'm recording this, um, the market doesn't trade at all. So we had this big, lengthy three-day weekend. And uh, I've been playing this strategy, which has helped cut this FOMO um, of missing the boat in crypto because I don't want it to be a majority of my portfolio, but I also don't want to miss out on any potential gains. So here's what I've done. Um, I started buying into a position with a set amount of money. So I set $1,000 aside, and every Friday, I'll put that set-aside amount of money into play. I'll buy uh, either Ethereum or Bitcoin Cash, or I'll just buy a portion of Bitcoin. Uh, it just depends on what looks the most... Um, set for potential, right? I'm using technical analysis. And uh, this weekend, I'm in Ethereum for uh, the weekend over um, the course of three days now. So I started Friday. I had it in there all day Sunday. Today's Monday. And um, it's been great. Even though Ethereum has been ranging inside, it's been coiling up. Uh, it's done a really great job of allowing me to have a plan, not just kind of enter into a trade and exit a trade just because I do or I don't feel it uh, just allowed me to build a strategy around what I want my savings to do. So here's what I've done is I've got it in the market and uh, right now it's ranging sideways, but it's looking, I'm looking at this chart, it's looking like it's got a breakout ready to go. So I'm expecting it to happen in the next couple of hours. Uh, it's ranging on the one hour chart, four hour chart. So I can totally extend my plan. I can let it run through, uh, let's say, Tuesday or Wednesday. I can let it run for the week if I want. But it's just a great way to have a plan and put it into play. And then uh, once you sell it off, you wait for 
you know, you get through the regular trading week and then you come back the next weekend and you inject whatever money you still have, right? It could be a surplus, it could be a deficit, but you're using that money that you set aside to be your crypto purse, essentially. So some people, they don't want to play that many trades. They just want to set it and forget it. And that's great. It's my buddy, Tom. Uh, Tom bought a bunch of Bitcoin. Well, he didn't buy whole units, but he set like, I don't know, three, four thousand bucks aside. Um, or maybe he spent one or two thousand bucks back in Thanksgiving. And he just literally set it and forget it. He opened it up again uh, post Christmas and he was very happy to see his gains like 2x. Uh, if you were riding crypto during that season, everything bolted by, I think, like 85% as it just ran its course. So uh, that's my weekend crypto anti-FOMO strategy. Feel free to put it into play and actually track with it. I'm two weeks of 10 weeks in. I committed to doing it for 10 weeks. Um, it'll cover basically the first quarter of the year. And um, for me, it's a good way to not just see everybody making these crazy gains and be like, dang it, I'm missing this. Uh, I've got a strategy. I've got a plan. I've got entries and exits. And it just feels good uh, to be that way. Here's another freebie tip for this episode. I recently uh, found myself back into Coinbase. Coinbase is an app where you can buy and sell and exchange cryptocurrencies. They probably have the largest holding of crypto cryptocurrencies of any uh, mobile app uh, device company that I've uh, seen. I used to trade it when I traded crypto like two, three years ago. And um, what I really liked about Coinbase's kind of recent additions to their platform is all this education stuff. And it's not just for the sake of education to know more. They're actually doing some really great incentives for people who learn. So I spent probably... 15 minutes just kind of reading through these question and answer um, surveys that they had about each of the currencies, each of the tokens that they sell and trade through their exchange. And every time I got a question right, it actually credited, it, it credited me um, a particular cryptocurrency. So I went through the like um, opportunities and all the offerings and they credited me $40 worth of cryptocurrency. It was awesome. And then once you have it in Coinbase, you can exchange it for Bitcoin. You can exchange it for a particular coin if you like it. Let's say you're an Ethereum person or a Litecoin person. Uh, maybe there's another one that you're into. Or this is the best part. You can literally cash it out, put it, push it straight to your bank account. You can use that cash free money. It's like, it's insane. I don't know how long they're going to keep it up there, but... Uh, I've got $40 just working. I exchanged it all to Bitcoin, and it's just been sitting in there running. And I don't have to look at it through my Robinhood account. It's just there to the side. And if that's part of your strategy, or maybe you're trying to figure out how you can get into cryptocurrency, but you don't want to put your own money into it, man, it's crazy. They're giving it away for free. So uh, don't say, I didn't warn you. It's an easy way. If you don't do it, it's on you. And if you're into trading more than you're into crypto, you can go get those 40 bucks. You can exchange it back to your bank account, then put it into Robinhood and go buy yourself some cheap AMC uh, YOLO weekly options calls. And then you can double or triple your money. That's my uh, advice to you. So that's how you beat the crypto anti-FOMO strategy. Uh, let's talk about, as we pivot, why money in your savings account is actually losing you money. It's crazy. I read a uh, recent um, 
post about the uh, inflation rate for 2021. And if you uh, do any research on this, it's really interesting. The inflation rate for 2021 is projected to be between 2 and 2.24%, which essentially means uh, that it's going to cost you 2 to 2.24% more uh, to buy the things that you always already buy. So think milk, eggs, groceries, snacks, uh, your hobbies. Inflation is going to bring the prices up in 2021. And the reason why is because we've just been uh, printing money like it's our job, right? The stimulus packages have been great for small businesses. They've been great for families uh, who need a little bit of extra income. But the effect of printing so much money is the price of goods goes up. The reason why is because people on the sell side, if they're selling a good, they're selling a commodity, they know there's extra dollars out there. So they don't mind rolling up the price so that they can get more of those new dollars that are now in your bank account. So with inflation going to 2 to 2.4%, the fact that it's going to be there, uh, it's really interesting that if you work five days a week or more uh, and you're putting that money into a savings account or maybe a checking account in a traditional bank, my bet is that your bank is probably giving you a 0.01, maybe 0.02 at best return on the money in your savings account or your checking account. I challenge you to go look and get the actual number. Uh, but what's interesting is when you have your money set into a savings account, uh, the bank is actually turning around and utilizing the money from your bank account. It's still in your bank account, but they they lend on the total amount of money that's set in every savings account and checking account. Uh, and they loan that money out at 15 to 25% interest rate to anybody who's borrowing money. They are crushing it on crushing you. It's it's not a new method. Banks have been doing this since day one. But what this means is that banks are totally making a profit off of you and your money, and they're giving you pennies in return uh, that actually don't match the rate of inflation. So for every day that you're not either trading or investing, you're not putting your money into something that's actually working for you, your money just sits in your savings account and your dollars actually become worth less which means that you're actually losing money. And if this is like a, you're like, what? I've never even heard of this. Uh, I got introduced to this concept a few months back when I actually went and purchased my first uh, 10 ounces of silver and had a great friend over at San Diego um, Coin and Gold who explained to me, shout out to Jeff, if you're in San Diego, you can go there, visit Jeff. He'll set you up, tell him I sent you. Uh, but he was telling me, if you had a, uh, five ounces of silver and you had five dollars a hundred years ago roughly they would have been exchangeable or they could have bought you roughly the same things in the economy right you could have bought a suit you could have bought uh let's say a new pair of pants you could have bought a nice jacket but as time goes on the value of your dollar continues to decrease every single year the reason why is because uh the economy grows the Fed prints more dollars. When there's more dollars to be had, the value of your dollar goes down. And when you compare it to something that's a limited asset like gold or like silver or like Bitcoin, a lot of people into Bitcoin right now, um, those are finite 
materials, right? You can't just make more silver. You can't just pull more gold out of uh, the ground. And Bitcoin has a limited amount of coins. And so in a in an economy where they are printing more dollars, the value of the dollars that you currently own are going down every single day. So an uh, easy way to explain this is like, uh, let's say you have an apple and you're the only person in your neighborhood who has an apple uh, and there are no fruits in your neighborhood. And so you having an apple, the value of you having an apple is huge. You could probably go talk to your neighbors. If somebody really wants that apple, they're going to go buy it for a certain amount of money. Uh, and you would be able to benefit off of being somebody who has a limited asset, like the only apple in your neighborhood. Now, imagine if a truck came full of apples and they unloaded that truck full of apples and they gave them away for free to all your neighbors. Now, how valuable is the apple that you had now that there is a neighborhood full of free apples inside of each of your neighbor's homes? It's not as valuable as it was when there were not as many free apples to be had. This is the exact same thing with the American dollar. You have dollars probably in a savings account, and those dollars were actually worth more before the first and second, second stimulus. Now that they've printed so many more dollars, those are all injected into the economy. And so the value of your dollars are now less. You can buy less with the same amount of money as you could before the first and second stimulus, which is crazy. Now, you won't be able to notice it on, you know, let's say Sunday to Monday, but I promise you this, if you took photos of some of the regular things that you purchase, and then you go back and take photos three or four months from now, I promise you those favorite things that you buy are going to be slowly creeping up in price because of this 2% plus of inflation. So, don't let your money be lazy while you work hard every day. This is why it's so valuable to be invested in something where your dollars will grow and go uh, with the value of a company that's making breakthroughs, that's bringing innovation to the market, that's, uh, let's say, a mutual fund or an ETF that's growing as a conglomerate of stocks. Uh, if you don't know what any of those things are, you can go Google them or you can join our Slack group and you can get kind of a fast track in what all of this terminology means. But I'm just encouraging you, don't be somebody who has your money that you're working so hard for. Just sit in your savings account. I wish somebody would have told me this 15 years ago when I first got married. We first started putting savings away. Man, that money has done nothing but actually decrease in value, although we have it in our savings account. It could have been working for us and actually earning a return over years. If I would just would have put it into a market, if I would have put it into something that would have had a better return than the almost insult that my bank agrees to give me for parking my money inside of their institution. So that is why and how I think uh, you need to be thinking about where you put your money, where you park it in short-term, medium-term, and long-term plans. Uh, and that's why I help all my friends currently in this season figure out that pathway. Uh, so that's why money in your savings account is actually losing. Uh, that's a losing bet. And if you want to talk more about that, you can totally uh, email me uh, at the, you can email me at um, crosshairscapital at gmail.com crosshairscapital at gmail.com or uh, you can send me a message if you know how to get a hold of me easy my personal email mingo2 at mac.com 
and I'll help you figure out a strategy that works for you. Nothing that's uh, be too uncomfortable for you. It's what it's been great as I have uh, seen my own money do work for me is helping others do the same for themselves. So let's transition out of those two pieces of information and let's get to uh, what I'm going to give you tips for new traders, man, people who are investing in the market. Uh, there are some really smart things I think that you should write down uh, as a way of keeping yourself accountable for uh, being a smart trader. And once you get your money in, that's awesome. But you need to have a plan. You need to have some guidelines. And I think these are three things that every trader ought to know. Okay, the first one uh, is this. It's, it's that if you're new to this, it's super fun to get in there and look at it and move stuff around. But listen to me here. You do not have to trade every day. Uh, by forcing yourself to trade every day, you actually expose yourself to a higher likelihood of incurred losses, right? You expose yourself to more risk. And this happens because you start to accidentally start to force trades that are probably lower in success rates instead of patiently waiting for higher probability setups. Now, I'm talking specifically to people who are trading options within our community. You don't have to trade every day. I remember when I first started learning how to play poker, right? When poker became a huge craze. When you play the game of poker, the worst strategy is to play in every hand that comes your way, right? If you play every hand, chances are you're going to lose. Now, there are some people who love the game of poker, and they don't care if they have the worst cards in their hands. They're going to play because they love the game. But as you get better at the game, you realize that you shouldn't be playing in every hand. This is the same strategy when I say you don't have to trade every day. Not every day is a good setup day for trading in the market. Now, if you're holding stuff long, if you're holding equity, if you've got stock and you're just running it in a long-term play, this does not uh, apply to you. I'm talking about people who love to trade options. I love to trade options. So this is actually good advice back to myself also. You don't have to trade every day. Look at the momentum of the market. One of my favorite things to do is zoom out all the way to the one day chart. Look at the last couple of days and ask yourself, particularly with a particular stock, particularly with a particular, um, is this trade worth jumping into? Is it worth jumping into today? Or should I wait for a better setup? Those that can practice patience and wait for better setups are going to have better returns. Okay, here's my second piece of advice. Having a game plan is critical. Man, uh, some of the guys in our group, uh, I realized as I'm giving them advice that they actually have not yet built a game plan for the options contracts that they're entering into or exiting out of, which is Okay, if you're in a group that's learning, but one of the first things you need to learn is how to place targets on entries and targets on exits so that you don't emotionally ride a trade and end up losing big on what could have been easily secured profits. Without a game plan, you're basically working um, or you're basically walking into uh, a fight unprepared, right? When you trade a contract, you are engaged in something that requires a plan. Nobody can just walk in with no plan and expect to be successful. Uh, you might as well just like toss your money <laughs> out the car window uh, while you drive down the freeway. So in your game plan, you need at least three things, okay? You need to know what a proper entry is more than just, man, I think that this morning is good, right? You need uh, 
you need a proper entry that's based on some sort of technical information or that's credible information, right? We've been telling some of our friends to get into CCIV uh, because they are rumored, there's speculation that they're going to merge with a pretty significant automaker in the next few weeks. So that would be an entry plan. Somebody has done some due diligence. They've done some research and they've got a good piece of advice for you. That's a reason to uh, start a position. You need to understand what a stop loss is, right? And this is something else that we talked about in an episode before. A stop loss is basically uh, a net that if your options contract starts to go the opposite direction that you want it to, it will be a security to keep you from losing your entire value of your contract. So you need to plan on an entry. You need to plan on having a stop loss. And then third, you need to have a take profit target, okay? This is so important. It's actually been the thing that's helped me the most in securing profit. Me and a couple of my close friends who are in our insider paid group, we say secure the bag. It's always important to secure the bag. And nobody went poor taking profit off the table. Now, could your options contract run further? Could it get a few more dollars? Yes, but you can also strategize so that you can take profit and still have a few contracts open. Uh, we'll talk about that in a later episode. But if you don't have those three plans, man, I promise you this, you're going to be so frustrated as a trader trading options. Uh, I started the first probably four months without those disciplines readily available. I didn't understand the best place to start a position. I had zero discipline in setting a stop loss. And man, I had no clue what my exit target was. And so I paid deeply to learn those lessons. Now I'm a better trader. I have all of those set up. Every time I enter a trade, I know exactly where I want to be when I exit it. And that feels so good. If you want to have that same skill and that same uh, ability built in, but you don't know how, you can easily uh, sign up for our paid group. And we actually go one by one with folks and we teach them how to do this themselves so they can be more confident in their own trades. I hope this episode gives you some stuff to think about. I hope you think about the money that you've got and stewarding it well. At the end of the day, this is about stewarding what God has given you well. And uh, yeah, I'll see you in the market this week. Hey friends, thanks for listening to this episode. Before I let you go, I wanted to let you know about my Slack group called Crosshairs Capital. Uh, if you wanted to be invited in, if you wanted to join that community, you can simply email me at mingo2 at mac.com. Send me an email and I'll send you a link that you can join that community of traders. Um, we talk about stock, we talk about crypto, we talk about um options contracts with stock it's a great community to learn from and it's a great community to grow alongside of and within that community if you're listening to this and you are certain you're sure that you want to take your investing and your knowledge to the next level uh, there's actually a group within the group called premium trades and premium trades is really the team within the team that i help coach and teach and manage it's actually where the most cash positive options calls and trades are posted for you to trade alongside of myself and those community admins. Um, Crosshairs Capital, my group, pays for and has access to several 
premium options and stock groups that are actually curated and posted to this group for uh, our paid subscribers. So what we're giving you is third-party paid group alerts that are actually passed through and to this channel. So you get top-tier options trades at a fraction of the price of a full membership that you would pay elsewhere. So uh, this is a, a regular thing if you want kind of the advanced jump or if you want uh, like a mentor or a coach where there's one-on-one -on -one training and teaching and helping be able to read the market, this group is for you. So uh, you can get started for $4 a day and I will give you the first month free uh, when you email me through this podcast. Again, my email address is mingo2 at mac.com and I will get you set up and you can start trading alongside of the premium trades team right away. Thank you.